This is Clayton for Podcast Radio Business. We're joined by Professor Agawa, Behavioural Scientist and Professor of Social Inequities and Injustice at Loughborough University. And we're here to discuss more than just a name, why nearly a third of adults have felt judged by their name. Thank you for joining us, Professor Agawa. Thank you so much for having me on. You're most welcome. Professor, please tell us more about your role. My wider research is about bias and indiscrimination. Um, and in, it's about how biases are formed, what impact, how they manifest in different ways, in different domains, and how they impact so socially, our social structures, but also individuals and our interpersonal relationship. I have written four books. Um, one of that, which is most relevant to this, is called Sway, Unraveling Unconscious Bias, that came out in 2020 with Bloomsbury. And it is, and here we are talking about name bias. Um, which is about how biases can occur based on people's names and what impact it has and what we can do about it. We get a lot from a name. We make a lot of assumptions based on name, whether it's race or class, ethnicity, etc. And you've been involved in some research that's been conducted by Samsung UK. Is that correct? Absolutely. So, yes, name bias is embedded in our society. As you said, name is also a form of identity and identifier. And it can evoke certain stereotypes or assumptions that people have. Uh, those kind of things that we assume about people and we homogenize them and we say, oh, if a particular person belongs to this particular community, then they must all be like this. So that's how we generalize people. But the recent study by Samsung shows that actually it's still embedded in our society. It's still widespread and that it's not it is still affecting people. So they've shown that, as you said earlier, a third of adults have felt judged by their name. But it it actually is around 53% when it, we talk about minoritized ethnic communities face misconceptions around where they, they are from. So an assumption is immediately formed that a person was, must be from a different country. They've not been born and brought up in, in Britain just because they have a foreign sounding name. There have been assumptions made around English as a person's first language or about their cultural heritage, about their religion, about the values they hold. And also, most importantly, I think, importantly than all this, is that in terms of job applications and interviews, we've seen that uh, more than one in 10 people who are from minoritized ethnic communities have felt that they have faced discrimination in job applications and that if they change their name to a more uh, Western sounding, which I say in quote marks, then it has benefited them. It, in a sense, it's kind of disheartening because I think there is always a dilemma. And I, I assume that obviously in your research over a period of time, you've met with people who felt that in order to, in inverted commas, get on, they've had to westernize their name in order to appear more palatable and more friendly to others. Do you find that it also comes with a certain level of anxiety for those people who are put into that position? Yeah, absolutely. You're very right. And this has this has been shown by research from my own personal experience, but lived experience of many other people. Yes, there is this anxiety that you talk about, which we call sometimes stereotype threat, which means that there is a, an anxiety that we carry when you step in a domain where you know that you're in the minority and you're aware that you're going to be, people are aware that they're going to be stereotyped and certain assumptions are going to be made about them. So we are conscious that people are conscious that they're going to be um, 
assume to be certain things. And so you have to try much harder to be accepted in that domain as an outsider, to do things to create comfort for other people, to overturn those stereotypes and assumptions. And one of the ways is people often shorten their name or make their names more English sounding. So I have a lot of students who come from East Asia and they often say, my English name is this. And I have to ask them, no, but what is your actual name? <laughs> because you're actually trying to create comfort for other people, which means that you're losing part of your own cultural identity in doing so. And I, I think shortening your name or making it more palatable is a way of creating comfort for other people so that other people would have would accept people more or less uh, be less uncomfortable and to not appear difficult or not appear to create a fuss, all those kind of things. And that says something about the society, isn't it? That says something that there is still these things happening, that people are being judged on the basis of what their names are, where they're from. It's really a sad state of affairs. Of course. I think the difficulty for most people is, as you said, and you referred to earlier in your statement, that what happens is, is they don't want to be seen as a troublemaker. They don't want to be seen to be causing a fuss. When as you said, it robs you of your identity if you can't say what your real name is because people are uncomfortable. So we're on podcast radio business and obviously we're going to be appealing to employers and the employees alike. Do you have, in terms of the research that you've undertaken, but also your experience in this field, any ideas and techniques that people might be able to use in order to get across the point that they want to retain their identity, but understand that certain people may not necessarily be fully on board? Yeah, I think it's really important that we all reflect on this, uh, on the data that has come out of the Samsung study. They have a video called the Fine Line Video on their YouTube channel, which also shows a number of people's lived experiences around this, which I think can be quite enlightening. Um, I work with a lot of organizations and the import, most important thing is to educate the employees as well, um, the leadership, in that these things happen, that these things are still happening, that it's a form of microaggression when somebody's name is changed or shortened or mispronounced, and that we know from psychological research that it has an impact on their mental health, uh, on their sense of belonging in the workplace. So when the employers are talking about creating an inclusive environment, it is not just box ticking. It's not just saying, oh, we have people from different diverse backgrounds, and that is enough. We have to do more. People have to do more to create that environment where everybody can bring their whole self to that, irrespective of their backgrounds and their cultural identities, and that they're respected for it. So I think creating an open dialogue around this in the workplace is really important. Maybe sometimes I recommend to workplaces that they can have a, a platform where people can talk about their lived experiences of microaggressions in the workplace in a non-judgmental way, so that people's own perceptions of what the world is like is challenged. We can understand and have bridges between different people. Also having a clear policy on that it's important to respect other people's name. It's important to take time to learn other people's name. Yes, it takes a little bit of effort, but I think that is a sign of respect and it's a sign of 
it's saying to an employee that you are respected and you're validated in this workplace, that you can bring your whole self. You don't have to change your name. I also often recommend to workplaces and businesses that sometimes these discriminations, as we talk about from the Samsung data, other research, which has been published widely, that these things can impact in job applications and interviews. So anonymizing CVs can be a good way so that you're removing another layer of bias that can creep in because if we see a name that sounds familiar to us, we might create a sort of affinity bias to it unknowingly and say, oh, actually this person might be a better fit for this workplace. And when we appoint for fit, we bring our own stereotypes and assumptions into it as well, and we create a non-inclusive environment. So I think those are some of the things that workplaces and businesses can do. The study by Samsung actually indicated that 19% would like to see anonymous job applications. Mm -hmm. And I'm led to believe that people are in some ways moving forward with that direction in order to create a level playing field. There are no obvious signs of who the applicant is and where the applicant is from. So you are basically judged purely on the qualifications that you have. How successful do you think that will be going forward? And will that help alleviate some of the anxiety, especially for applicants? I think that can be a great step forward. See, uh, biases can work in different ways. So there'd be other layers of biases, like which university a person went to, which person, which organization they've worked with. There will be different layers of biases. But we are trying here to minimize those biases as much as possible so that people are not disadvantaged at that first step. And this study from Samsung shows that, that this can be a good step forward. Um, there's other study that's been published in New York Times which showed that even an identical CV was sent with black or brown sounding names, but others which were white sounding names traditionally and say all that in quote marks, but there are certain assumptions of which which cultural identity certain names are from. Even with the same CV, people with a different sounding name were less likely to be a called for interviews and applications. And I've written about this and other studies and also my personal experience in the book as well. So I think this can be a step forward in, in removing some of the bias or minimizing some of the biases that can creep in and at least ensuring that people are not being judged at that first hurdle of applying for a job. There's been lots of research, including obviously the Samsung research, which has given us a very clear idea. There are going to be employers and employees listening to this podcast. Can you give any brief tips of what both sides could probably do in order to be in a position to maneuver for employees, but facilitate for employers a clearer playing field and an acknowledgement of the importance of names in the workplace? It's a really good question. Um, there are lots of things we can do on an individual level as well. I, first of all, I think it's acknowledging that this is happening. This is not something that is made up or people are just trying to create a fuss. And the data from Samsung shows that this is still happening. There are lots of people who are facing these kind of discriminations and misconceptions. Then I think for from an individual basis, we can all reflect on the fact that we all carry some of these stereotypes and biases, irrespective of who we are. And should we we should take a step back and think about have I activated some of these stereotypes when I've met a new person? Have I judged them on the basis of their names? Am I taking an uh, some effort or showing effort in actually trying to learn a person's name, even if they sound too difficult to me? Am I giving them then respect? 
from an employer's perspective, I think it has to come from the leadership. They have to be on board. It has to be embedded in the ethos of the workplace saying we have to minimize all the biases that we can. This is an important issue that we respect people. Yes, people can shorten the name. They can change the name, but that has to come from a personal choice. So people should have the agency to choose that rather than it being imposed on them from other people. So you can say, how would you like to be addressed? So if everybody is doing that, then it's not just the people who are from minority ethnic background who are feeling like, oh, I'm being picked on because I have a different name. So everybody's doing that. And I think having more awareness of microaggressions, having a more awareness of the impact of these biases on people, not just thinking about, oh, I didn't mean it like that, but thinking about the impact it has on people who are encountering some of these biases, I think can be a really good step forward. That's excellent. I think that's really positive messaging and a positive influence that people and employers and employees can express together in order to, as you said, to remove those inbuilt biases that exist within all of us. So the last question I'd like to ask you for today is, where can our podcast radio business listeners go to for more information? A lot of information about the study that's been done by Samsung on their uh, live on their uh, UK newsroom. There's a video they've created, which is called the Fine Line Video, which is on their social channels, but also on their YouTube channel, which has a number of people talking about this and a really interesting discussion. Um, and um, my books are available wherever you can you get your books from. That's excellent. One thing I would like to say, there is a lady that I know who does a podcast, and I don't know if you've ever heard of it, called No Shame in My Name. Where she, okay, that's yes, interesting. Yes, where <laughs> she interviews as a podcast various people who've got interesting names. I, spoiler alert, I've been on one of her episodes, <laughs> but people with much more interesting names than mine, and they've ultimately told her their story. And it's really a great leveler. And I think that would be an interesting podcast to listen to for people who want to hear about the origins and the background of other people's names and the importance that it they, they place on it. It's like a really great podcast. Professor Argwal, behavioral scientist and professor of social inequities and injustice at Loughborough University. Thank you for joining us on Podcast Radio Business. So much for having me on. You're most welcome.